Thank you. I hope you had- Ramon, record. Uh, oh, you are, great. Oh, James, do you want to begin? Sorry, go no, ahead. No, 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 fine. I just wanted to make sure that the recording uh, button was hit because it wasn't there, so. Okay, thank you. Oh, yours, yeah. Thank you, thank you, yeah. So this morning I wanted to say a few words about working with uh, emotion, the waves of emotion that come up when we sit, when we decide to sit and rest our attention in the breath and really feel um, what it's like to be here fully and we're meditating and all good. And then as we sit, and especially when we're sitting over time like this in a retreat, more and more, inevitably, the tightly wound spring that is us <laughs> begins to unwind. And we come to retreat for this uh, because we're actually longing to unwind and get to know all of what's here as um, in this richness of our being. And yet at the same time as things unwind uh, memories come thoughts come and you begin to notice that certain thoughts bring certain emotions uh, i know for me i can be sitting in the most peaceful serene state and then a kind of thought that i call a swooper it swoops in and it's usually a thought about something I haven't done, an email I didn't return, et cetera. Uh, and then as that thought comes, there's a sudden burst of anxiety in the chest. You know, you, or sometimes, um, sometimes I might be sitting and then, excuse me, I'm get in a better position there. Sometimes I might be sitting and then, uh, what comes up is just a wave of uh, sadness, let's say. I may not even know why, but that sadness, I can feel it. I can feel it in my body. I can feel it in my posture, which gets just a little droopier. And then that sadness generates certain stories that accompany it because the brain will find a reason for anything. Um, and so it's, it's uh, one of our teachers used to call it mind and matter. You know, the, the feelings in the body, the stories in the mind, you begin to see how they're linked and how certain thoughts bring certain feelings and vice versa. Uh, but this morning, so I want to, I think the feelings that come up, the emotions uh, are often much more difficult to either set aside or release ourselves from uh, than some of the thoughts. So, because basically we're like those little grass eels that I talked about yesterday. And the more we, the more the retreat progresses, the more sensitive we become. Sensitive to what's happening within, sensitive to what's going on outside. When we're living with others, we suddenly notice how incredibly noisy and intrusive they are. And like the little grass eels, we want to, you know, just tuck down into the sand um, and protect ourselves. Or whenever a difficult emotion arises, maybe a wave of just anger or fear about the future or anger about the past or whatever it might be but a wave of emotion comes over us and we want to just 
get away from it or make it go away. We either want to withdraw or, you know, push it away because it's difficult to bear. But since we're practicing opening that window of tolerance and since we're practicing um, being present with whatever arises in our experience as our practice, as the contents of the truth of this moment, of our waking up to this moment, uh, we need a way to be with these feelings. And the classic way that is taught in insight meditation, has, we say classic because it's been used for decades, but I think it was originated by Michelle McDonald. What is classic used to be what is current, of course. And uh, the method is called RAIN. There's a one, I, the, I think the best description of it without reading a whole book is um, Jack has a chapter in bringing home the Dharma uh, on this practice. It's just excellent. I think Tara wrote a whole book about it if you want to know more. Her, she's always wonderful too. And what Rain, many of you have practiced this and for some of you it may be new. So I'll just tell you quickly. Uh, because it's not something you have to really remember. It, it really can happen in a flow, all of a piece. But the steps are, the acronym stands for recognize. And that means mindfully knowing what emotion is here. And that's not always easy. Um, you know, unless you've spent years and years in therapy and it comes naturally to you. It's not always easy to know what you're feeling. And that's the first step. Somebody wrote a note saying how wondrous I've been able to name and recognize my feelings. Um, it is a wonderful thing because we know that that process, there have been um, neuroscientists who've studied that process and find out that that ability to recognize and even name just with a soft, you know, anger, anger, sadness, sadness, whatever it might be, that that ability to do that definitely calms the nervous system, definitely helps with emotional regulation in a lasting way. So just to recognize what's here, and also the Buddha suggests, which I find a very heartening practice, recognize what's not here. In other words, in a moment of stability and peacefulness, or simply being able to be present with what is, no must, no fuss, those moments of clarity that we really appreciate. When that comes to notice, oh, the absence of hate, or the absence of lust, or the absence of sleepiness, or the absence of doubt, appreciating um, the difficult emotions that may not be present as well. So we recognize what's happening. And then the A stands for allow. Well, it's happening anyway. So what kind of relationship are we going to make with it? You know, are we going to struggle with it? Are we going to turn away from it? That's not the practice. Sometimes I would like to be a grass eel, but that's not our practice. And so the allowing is basically saying, okay, it's here, it has emerged, it has appeared. Uh, I can be gracious and spacious and allow it to be here, or I can fight with reality. We know how that goes. So the R recognize, the A allow, sometimes we say, or accept, but that can be a loaded word for people, acceptance, 
It doesn't mean resignation. It really means allowing. And then the I stands for inquire, investigate, take an interest in what's happening. Turn toward it instead of away from it. Because even though it's paradoxical, no, it's counterintuitive. That's what it is. Intuitively, we want to turn away from that which is difficult or maybe just painful to feel. But here we turn toward it, but in a particular way, not in a like rubbing your nose in it way, but in a taking an interest way. What is this? What is this? Not that we have to analyze and go all the way back to our childhood to find the root of this uh, emotion, but just to say, what is this? What is it in the body? How does it manifest? What is it in the mind? What kind of um, stories is it generating about how good I am or how bad I am or who loves me or who approves of me or who doesn't or, oh my gosh, did they like my talk? Did they not? Was it clear? Was it, you know, noticing what's happening in the mind, what's happening in the body, taking an interest. What's it like to be a human being who's scared? And in that moment, we connect with all of humanity, every little or big human who's ever been frightened. And it's a very different experience in that way. Then the N stands for, originally we used to say non-identification, like not making it a story about me, how I was, how I am, how will I be? It's really about just allowing it to be so in the great openness of heart and mind. Again, just joining with the rest of humanity. You know, this is what it is. I don't need to make it particularly mine or a sign of how advanced or regressed or enlightened or um, occluded my clarity may be. But Tara uh, introduced, I think it was Tara Brock who introduced the end to mean nurture. And I actually love that. Uh, I like them both. And there's a place for both of them. The non-identification is a little bit more of a um, slightly dry process. The nurture is a little bit warmer. And what that would mean is, uh, James is very good at this. What that would mean is the hand on the cheek, the self-compassion. Oh, they're there. It's okay. It's okay. That's the nurturing, the softening. And again, when we soften and we aren't blaming or shaming ourselves for what's going on, it's so much easier to just let it flow past, to let it flow by. You know, I saw this in years of uh, practice as a psychotherapist. You would think, for example, that kids who've been really unhappy at home would have a really easy time leaving home and going off to build their, their life, um, whether in school or a job. And that the kids who had, uh, you know, really maybe very um, loving and nurturing home it would be hard for them to leave. Who would want to leave that? But it doesn't work that way, actually. 
the kids who've had a pretty, you know, good, uh, stable home, they're ready to launch and they do. They leave the nest and they fly. The kids who've had a really hard time, it's harder for them. Many of them launch and fly just the same, but many of them uh, are caught by all the difficult emotions that have been conditioned by their childhood. And it's much harder to um, take that leap. And it's the same with us. When we're um, treating ourselves poorly because of the way we feel, it's much harder to let it go. So the nurture, the kindness, the self-compassion is important, really important here. Um, so these steps, recognize, allow, investigate, inquire, what is this? And then non-identification or nurturing the way that it is, not making it about me, not making it something bad that I've done, but to the contrary, understanding this is how it is to be human and I can love myself just the same. You know, I can be an angry Buddha or a sad Buddha or a restless Buddha or an itchy Buddha or a peaceful Buddha, serene Buddha, loving Buddha. It's all, it's all a, a flow of feeling, um, a flow of feeling that colors are awareness, but awareness knows. Awareness is here always waiting for us when we come back to being present. So that's what I wanted to share with you this morning. I'm going to ring the bell and we can begin uh, a meditation. And as you use these elements um, in your meditation, try not to get all entangled about which comes first and it's not always sequential you know just whatever comes to your mind trust that the mind knows how to do this and whatever comes to your mind you can just be with that any one of them any one of them is useful so um yeah don't get your knickers in a twist trying to do it in order or anything like that and so i will Actually, Ramon, would you ring a bell for us to begin a sit just as a kind of punctuation between talking and meditating? Thank you. And good morning, Ramon. He's here to help us this morning. You're on mute, Ramon. It's okay, I actually have a bell. It's just that his would sound better. Here. I'm sorry if it sounds bad to you. It sounds nice at this end, so maybe it will for you. So sitting back into your posture, stepping back slightly into that posture of dignity, 
poise and balance. Relaxing the body. So there's that sense of sitting up straight with dignity and poise. With a relaxed body and an alert, alert mind. And just take the first few moments to maybe take a deep breath. <sighs> Lowering your shoulders as you breathe out. One more time. <sighs> and just soften and let go around any areas of tightness and contraction especially around the neck and the shoulders and the belly area. And let all your senses wake up, aware of the physical sensations of sitting here and breathing, aware of the moods, the sounds of life and the space around you in all directions. And then aware of the movement of your breath in the body. Your awareness can rest in the breath. Wherever the sensations are easiest to feel. And this place in the body, wherever you feel the breath most easily, can be the place you return to again and again. When you notice the mind, the heart, being drawn into the past or future, this can be an anchor to the present moment.
And noticing the state of your body, whether there's tension, where there may be tingling, coolness or warmth. tightness or softening. And noticing the feelings that are present. Maybe excitement or longing or sadness, or happiness. And underneath all the waves of thinking and feeling, of hearing and sensing, just feeling the body strong and stable like a mountain. Aware of the waves of breath and how the body is breathing itself.
Resting your attention in the breathing and feeling the waves of breath, the ebb and flow. And all the other waves of experience rising and falling. Like the rhythm of great ocean waves. Breathing in and out. Arising, receding. Maybe you're working with the waves of sensation appearing, moving, receding. Waves arising from the ocean of stillness. And gently falling back. And as the mind and body calm down, get quiet. One of the waves might become quite big. See if you can recognize it is a wave of planning, of sadness, of longing, of excitement, see if you can recognize the big wave 
And just allow it to pull you away from the breath. And instead of trying to struggle back to shore or judging it, bad wave, simply allow it maybe with a bow of acknowledgement. Oh, sadness, excitement, longing, wishing, hoping. And feel it as an energy that moves through the body. Me getting interested, where is this? Where do I feel it in my body? And then as you name it gently, and it begins to shift or change or pass away, let it go. Resting and present, kind, loving awareness. With the ebb and flow of breath. can sprinkle a little joy on experience. This is a nurturing thing to do if it feels right. Resting peacefully with the breath until another wave comes along.
Noticing waves of sensation in the body. Sounds appearing and vanishing. Riding the waves of joy and sorrow, pleasure and pain. Recognizing, allowing, maybe offering a little mental bow to the waves of experience, the waves of emotion, of thought and feeling. Lightly naming them, if that helps. When they're strong, it usually helps. Just allowing them to come and go. It's not about you or me. We didn't invite the thoughts and feelings. They just appear. They appear in this great open space of heart and mind of awareness.
remembering this compassionate, this kind awareness is the host. And all the myriad thoughts and feelings flowing through our mind stream are the guests. So bowing to the waves of experience, to the guests passing through, naming them when they're big and strong, allowing them to come and go. receiving all the waves in the river of awareness. This receptivity is a kind of inner bow in itself, a way of offering respect to the heart, to the life, a way of saying yes, this too 
this too. This is part of human life. This too.
recognizing, respecting, allowing, acknowledging whatever is present right now. The river of thoughts and sounds and feelings arising, passing like waves in the still water. While we rest, we sit up straight, resting in the space of awareness. Easy, kind, free to rest in this brilliant mystery of simply being of your own being. So before we begin our 
walking meditation time, I just want to check in with uh, James and see if, or with Ramon, see if there are any announcements or anything. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.